Okay, thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Master. Hey, good to see you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> so, Linus, did you hear Linus? Is, uh, how old are you now, Linus? He's five, and he can sit for over three hours. Full lotus or no lotus? Hey, Linus, is it no lotus or full lotus? I said full lotus. Full lotus. Three and a half hours. Look at that. Even our children are scary. <laughs> Now it's over three hours. Impressive, even better than some adults. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. Very good. Uh, I, noticed, I also noticed something. Uh, Brady, you walk a little bit funny. Is it because you're what, bipolar? You're old. <laughs> What's the nature of your being old? <laughs> Is that the knees hurting or? Yes. Not working anymore. What does the doctor say? Did you go see a doctor? You should go see a doctor. Come on. That's what they're for. There's some things are very good at. You should not, you should not, you should try them, give them a try. Some of them are very, very good. I mean, there's some skills that are very good. For example, rebuilding ligaments is something that they excel at because it's sports medicine, okay? Uh, there are things they can do that we can't. For example, taking off your, your arm, they can do it much better than Chan. <laughs> okay, please go see a doctor. Okay, don't, don't ignore. If you folks, folks, if you're sick, you're not feeling well, first things, go see a doctor. That's what they're for, okay? Get the diagnosis, what the problem is, okay? And then, and then we'll figure out how to deal with it, all right? So, all right, let me know, all right. How's everyone today? Any questions, comments? No, we are. Well, I've been teaching uh, Chan for quite a while now. And uh, over the years, I've been very fortunate, met a lot of um, very competent disciples. First of all, they look kind of unimpressive. But over time, they uh, somehow <laughs> become impressive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so. It's, uh, it's, uh, I'm very grateful for your patience and the putting up with all, my, all the nonsense I throw at you. Uh, and I try to tell you that it does not have to make sense to you. If it makes sense to you, then you will not improve. If you improve, it's very slow. Okay? And this is a problem with the typical meditation instructors. They try to make sense to you. Okay, what happened is that in order to improve in Chan meditation, you have to correct the things you've been doing wrong. Master, 
This is what people don't understand. All right, there you go. But it's going to be like five hours, right? No. <laughs> uh, okay, where was I? Oh, yeah, what people don't realize <clears throat> is that the secret to Chan practices is that you, uh, you need to correct what you're doing that's wrong. You have to change the way you do things that prevent you from improving. It's not like you go to school and you, you, do, you go through the, uh, the coursework and learn and then that will guarantee you uh, a passing grade. No, Chan is totally different. It's not ordinary kind of worldly pursuit kind of knowledge at all. This is very specialized knowledge about you. What are you doing that's wrong? That's why you are stopping yourself from improving, from becoming a better person. Uh, yes, go forest. Hello, Master. Thank you. Um, so I have one question. My aunt, she has multiple sclerosis. So sometimes uh, her muscles are like really tight and she cannot bend her knees. So I wonder how can she meditate because she's starting right now. Okay, what is the problem? She has multiple sclerosis. All right. Who is this? My aunt. Your aunt? Aunt. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. How old is she? Um, I think she's 44. No, 54. 54 is too old. There's no need to meditate anymore. Leave her alone, please. <laughs> She's old enough. She deserves to be left alone. But she wants to meditate. Tell her not to. It's a lot of, <laughs> it's a lot of pain and suffering. It's for young people. Young people like, you know, you, who, uh, who uh, like uh, pain and suffering. Mm. Okay, so she has multiple sclerosis. I don't, I don't know the nature of the, uh, that illness. I've worked with cancer, I work with uh, severe things, even recently, the last somatic, plantar fasciitis. We fix one, fix a few people, and so forth. But, but uh, multiple sclerosis, I have no experience with. Look it up. What is it? You're supposed to help me. You want me I to stop and look for and Google it? Yeah, go ahead. I, uh, I think it's like the connections between the ne uh, neurons aren't fine. Translation. The Sorry, the connection between the nerve cells aren't fine. 
So inflamed, not inflamed. <laughs> no, they are in fine. Like they, they aren't connected uh, correctly. So it's the nervous system. Yeah, but it affects also like the muscles. Like sometimes, uh, like normally, she cannot walk. Cannot even walk. That's yeah. pretty severe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's called, called karmic obstructions. So she needs a lot of uh, a lot of uh, work. Uh, uh, I tell you what. Let's take it offline because it's very specialized for this person here for your aunt. So can we take it offline, please? Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, it's uh, going to take a lot of time for general students here, general interest students here. Okay, we we'll talk later. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much, Master. Anyone has any other questions? Okay, so I was, as I was saying, uh, uh, meditation, learning meditation is uh, the way we train you is different from other teachers. And that in that the other teachers tell you what to do and so forth, and that's why they stop. Uh, we go a little bit further. Uh, we tell you oh, oh, what you're doing wrong. That's that's uh, preventing you from making progress, okay? And, and that's uh, ongoing, uh, because at all levels, you're doing something wrong that's stopping you from getting to the next level. Trust me, it's not like Linus likes to think, you know, you sit three hours and five hours, that's enough. No, it's about, that's only part of the training, okay? Uh, and so, time training is very, very fascinating. I've been learning a lot through you. See, I, I, I taught myself, basically. I figured out how to do things myself by teaching you. Now I have to expand my range by fixing your problem, by looking, I'm, by trying to figure out what's stopping you, okay, and how to fix it. Uh, so that's part of our challenge, and I hope the next generation meaning that my abbots, I like to maybe in the next uh, few years start training them so that they can uh, become Chan masters. I started already. I started uh, when I went 15 years ago. I started by, when I first started teaching Chan, I immediately started bragging. People look at us bragging, you know. Oh, you first Diana. Oh, you third Diana. Oh, you fifth Samadhi. Oh, you first stage Ahad. Oh, this monk is fourth stage Ahad. Oh, that nun is enlightened, and so forth. And people were very unhappy, especially uh, my master's uh, uh, disciples, my, uh, I mean my peers. And he said, this guy's crazy, he's bragging, he's bragging about these things and they're criticizing me. And I don't care, I don't care what you think, seriously. Okay, again, remember? I don't need you to agree with me. Okay, so what happened is that now I asked my abbots, I said, what level is he? What level is she? They said, Hmm. I said, yeah, that's pretty close. Okay? You're only off by a little bit. You see, it takes training. It takes a while before, in order to teach Chan very well, you have to be able to look at people's level and recognize it. If you don't recognize people's level, how are you going to help them? 
improve. Hmm? And so I started, you see, so you folks have, have, uh, have, been, have been put, you know, uh, have a big advantage over your peers because you've been trained for 10 years now where you will learn, you hear about this person is that level, that person is level, and, and therefore you begin to see, you begin to recognize and read people. And when you get to higher levels, that's when it becomes more accurate. Okay, for example, you cannot be faked. If someone is a lot stronger than you, you sit next to them, you feel calmer. Yeah? Simple as that, it cannot be faked. This is why when we teach Chan, the Chan monks, they can talk all they want. But ultimately, if the students don't improve, they'll quit, they move, they go somewhere else. Okay, that's life. You have to deliver, you have to help them. And so, so I hope in the next two or three years, uh, our abbots um, will be much better at it, uh, and uh, so that can they can start receiving disciples, maybe. <laughs> huh? Wouldn't you like that? Yeah. Uh, and and um, but that's uh, in order for me to try to transfer to you the knowledge so that you become Chan masters in. You know, in your own, uh, in your own uh, world, uh, and and so you see, the first part is that uh, our standards are quite different from a Chinese standards or Korean standards or Vietnamese standards. Okay, I like my abbots to be able to recognize people's levels. That's the first. Okay, and then I can teach them how to help people at those various levels. Okay, even unless you recognize people's levels, how are, you going to rec how are you going to help them? You can't help them blindly. Okay, yeah. And so, so that eventually has to happen. And then as far as you're concerned, you come to uh, events like this, places like this, you get, you get training on the weekend and do you remember, on the weekdays, every day, you have to meditate to maintain yourself, to maintain your current level. If you didn't, chances are that you start sliding back. Okay? You're not careful. Uh, all right. And so very much like when you work out, you, know, you build your muscles, and now you need to maintain your muscles. Okay? Otherwise, they will shrink. It's just the way it is. Okay? Uh, and so, uh, so uh, I, I, I feel that, I feel that uh, uh, in Mahayana, uh, Chan training is one of the core skills that we need to develop in order to propagate Mahayana and transmit our knowledge to you. Chan is nothing unless it helps you. Okay? If we know we can help you, we shouldn't be teaching Chan. You know, that's my personal opinion. We don't want to waste your time or our times at all. Hmm. Questions or comments? Uh, I'll tell you why, how useful it is. 
This weekend is championship weekend for Wimbledon. Anyone plays tennis? Interested in tennis? It's the biggest tennis tournament in the world. So this morning, a, the ladies were crowned champion. Tomorrow will be the men's. Okay? Hmm. Now, what does it have to do with you? Guess what? It has to do with Chad. How? Hmm. It caught my interest this morning, piqued my interest uh, recently, is because one of the finalists is Ons Jabeur. She's Tunisian. And uh, she was a finalist last year as well. This year she repeated. She beat someone who's stronger, taller than her. Okay. Uh, and in a semi-final, today's final, she's beating another person, a Czech player. Okay. And some, something about, you know, the English people, the American people, French people. Uh, the champions are no longer French, English, or American. Why? Because American, French, and English people, young generation are so weak. You have too much. You're too protected. You're too sheltered. And that's why you don't suffer enough. Therefore, you, you don't know what it takes. You don't have what it takes to rise, recover from troubles and difficulties. That's what life is about. Life is about learning how to recover. Every day you come home tired. Do you know how to recover? You don't, you sink a little bit lower. You die a little bit faster every day if you don't recover. If you recover, you extend your life. Very simple is that. This man came to me, he was so sick. He'd been following Buddhism, practicing Buddhism for a long, long time. He'd been so sick. Couldn't even sit for, and listen to a lecture for an hour because he sit for five, ten minutes, he has to go and lie down. Why? Because he never was taught how to recover and maintain his health. This is American Buddhism. Okay? It's not your father's and your grandfather's Buddhism anymore. Okay? You have. It will help you become better. Yes, seven. Got to have tiger parents that'll start you when you're about three or four years old. And that, that way you can excel in, in uh, events like uh, sports, athletics. You get started and you got somebody that's breathing down your neck every day. Yes. To be your best at all times. Yes, and not quit. And not quit, yes. Precisely. Yes, sir. What happened? I haven't finished my story this morning. Ange Jabeur, Jabeur is Tunisian. The first African woman to make it again to Wimbledon finals for the second time. Never been a champion before. Last year she failed. 
This year she came back with a vengeance. Okay? What did she do that's different? She hired what they called a mental strength coach. What is that exactly? Develop, make your mind stronger. You want to be a champion? You have. Your mind has to be stronger than your opponent. It's not simple, simply muscles anymore for athletes. Performance. Now they're discovering is the base of the performance is physical strength and skills, but in competition, it's your opponent who beats you. Or you beat yourself. Yes? Your opponent beats you by, because he can concentrate longer and better than you. Okay? Or you beat yourself by giving up. And that's exactly what happened to her. She gave up this morning. She lost. So that's why when I look at her strength coach, I said, Third Diana, how much can a third Diana teach you in meditation? Hmm? And that is just like Linus. They can't sit for three hours even. Hmm? And this is the status of meditation classes in the world. There's so, such low levels that they even can make a living by teaching meditation to athletes. Okay? And sure enough, when Ons Jabour, the poor lady, was very sincere and said, I want to be the first African woman to win a championship and make history and inspire the other girls, whether it's colored girls or short girls. Okay? She's 5'6", considered short for tennis players. And, and, but, so she started well, and then in no time, uh, she sudden, suddenly stopped fighting. Okay? Meaning that she was not prepared for hardship. She's not prepared for heartaches. She's not prepared mentally. So her mental strength is what failed her. Physical strength, she has the skills, all the tennis skills. It's on display right there. You develop skills. You have plenty of tennis coaches who do that. But there's no real coach who can develop your mental strength. That's only through meditation. Okay? And I wasn't surprised uh, that she gave up. Second set, she gave up. She stopped herself. Sounds familiar? You are the one who's stopping yourself. You stopped believing in yourself. You stopped believing that you can do it. Okay? And that's how uh, 
I, I uh, like tennis, so I watched professional tennis players here and there, and I can watch how, why, I can elaborate unto you why some of them win the matches. And for example, today, it was Ons, Ons Jabeur was uh, training Cha, and she would probably be a champion today. And tomorrow is a young Spaniard, uh, Alcaraz, okay, uh, and uh, an old, he's uh, 20 years old, and tomorrow his opponent will be a 36-year-old uh, champion. He's uh, really one of the greatest tennis players in the history of, uh, of tennis. And so you have a young gun versus a very experienced, and uh, this uh, Djokovic, uh, is, uh, is uh, expected to win. Why? I tell you why. Not only because he's, uh, he's on top physical form, but his mind is slightly stronger than the young Alcaraz. Okay? Is it too late? No. If he undergoes time training today, we can increase the strength of his mind by 10% to 15%. He'll probably have a better chance to win the championship tomorrow. Now, how fast our Chan training is. If you're ambitious enough. Okay? Uh, here I go again, opening my big mouth and say things that no one believes. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago, Djokovic, the current champion, the, the, the top number, uh, the, uh, the uh, older player, was in, at Wimbledon as well, competing against Roger Federer. Okay? And they both meditate, by the way. They practice, they go through the physical practices, and then they find. I, I, I noticed because then Djokovic then said, uh, Federer said, I would look for a church, and I go there to meditate at a church. I said, ah, okay. And sure enough, at the time, Roger Federer was slightly higher, one level higher than Djokovic. So sure enough, during the final championship, Roger beat Djokovic very easily. Okay, and then fast forward a few more years, he was beating Djokovic again. Djokovic couldn't figure out how to beat him. Okay, and in exasperation, he hit very hard. Okay, it's about like one of the last points when uh, he's about to lose. He said, I have nothing else to lose. So he started hitting all out. And so he found a new gear in tennis, and he beat Roger Federer that day, and never, and never has always been consistently beating Roger Federer because that moment there, he unleashed his mind, and his mind became as strong as Roger Federer. But physically, Djokovic was stronger than Roger Federer. That's why he dominated Roger Federer ever since. You're not impressed? It's very scientific. You can, you can pin down the various elements of why they're champions. Performance, my friends. Chan delivers performance. 
improves performance. If you look at the not just professional tennis players, any sports people improve the mind. They don't really have the technology to improve the minds. Okay? It's very obvious. They can deliver. Move on to you in your world. In your professional world. You improve your mind. Bring your mind to the next level. Then you deliver. You're able to produce mentally at the next level. It's just simple. Arithmetic. But no one understands it. Why not? Because no one knows how to improve people's minds. Yes, question in the back. Nine. Hello, Master. So when you say the mind string, one was stronger than the other, are you, were you talking about samadhi level? Yes. So that person, when you just talk about the story at that moment, he was able to unleash his mind strength. So does that mean he was able to enter the next level of samadhi at that point? Correct. Thank you. He let go. He was exasperated. He said, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to go all out now. So he could concentrate at the next level. He let go. He stopped himself, remember? The reason you're not improving is because you stop yourself. Questions, comments? Yes, one. Thank you, Master. I'm really so excited. I've been waiting 10 years for sports metaphors to enter your Dharma talk. I really identify with it. And I think it's a uh, very tactile way to show examples of concentration power. Yes. Playing baseball for a long time, but never getting to a really high level. Mm. You know, we talked about entering the zone. Mm -hmm. And when a player was in the zone, we could see it. Yes. I had uh, teammates who would say, okay, we can see Peter's in the zone. He's going to hit a home run. And sure enough, that at bat, I didn't know it, but they knew it. And I'd hit a home run. Mm -hmm. um, it's about as spiritual, I think, as you can get <laughs> in the wasteland of baseball. It's easier to observe it, to see, to make the connection. What people don't, people cannot, don't know how to develop mental strength. That's why they don't know what to do. Okay? But in Chan, we focus on developing mental strength, period. There's no excuses. Can you do it or, or not? If you can, then you see results, home runs. And much easier to see in sports. Okay? Uh, for example, uh, our Lakers, uh, LeBron, LeBron James, uh, he spends millions of dollars every year maintaining his physical body, but the mind is the same as 10 years ago. You know, crying shame? The body is stronger. The body can sustain the level of performance, but the mind is not delivering more. So, 
is being underutilized because they don't have the technology. And think about it. Okay, I'm 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 interested because think about it. If we train them and only get ten percent of the championship prizes, <laughs> imagine what we'll do to, for the sports. Bring to the next level of training because they have to become better and better and better. Okay? And Chan will become a household name. Because it's not about them alone, it's about each and every one of you. You should be better yourself, you should be more accomplished yourself. Why settle for? the inferior version of you, mediocre version of you. That's my question to you. My challenge to you is why? Why sad for, for, for being just average or mediocre? I call it mediocre. Questions and comments? Yes, nine. Um, Master, uh, in June, uh, which is the beginning of this summer, I had a goal. I was, hope, uh, I was hoping to improve myself over the summer, meaning uh, from June, between June to mid-August. Uh, I make, do I have a chance to improve or how? What can I do to just make improvement? To the next level. I don't know. It doesn't work for everyone. So I should quit? It's up to you. Okay, anyone else? Any other questions? Don't ask me to help you personally unless You've done everything that you've been taught. Don't make me repeat myself. You're wasting my time. If you don't, are not able to deliver or execute what the basic instructions are given to you, you don't take them seriously, don't come to me. Come to my disciples. I don't have time for that. Is it clear? Know your, your place, know your level. I don't have time to repeat myself. That's my disciples' jobs, not mine. I'm not here to babysit you. I'm here to... Yeah? In the back. Master, last time you mentioned that the abbots will be able to receive disciple. Have you thought of the name for the next generation? Sort of. But there's no need to, to say it now. Anyone else? Yes, one. Thank you, Master. While, it's, uh, while we're talking about it, I just I feel very strongly that mental strength conditioning for athletes is a powerful uh, 
training offering. And uh, I know when I first started coming to Lou Mountain Temple, there was some kind of, it was like a meetup, you know, a meditation meetup. But I never would have signed, I never signed up for a meditation meetup. I, I found through different ways. But to attract people who want to strengthen their minds as athletes, to offer a meditation mind strengthening for athletes, you would get a very compelling uh, outreach, I think. I haven't done it. I'm curious. I believe I can. Okay, and I, you know, and I'm willing to settle for ten percent of their, their prior year's earnings. That's all. I don't care. Okay, let me prove to you that Chan really can deliver, can improve performance. It's fantastic. Okay, especially easy for athletes because it's visible, it's observable, and we are we can go very high speed. And they're motivated to improve. Yes, sir, in the back, seven. Thank you, Master. Um, Today we're speaking about the desire to improve and to reach our own personal perfection, I believe. For example, through sports. And in order to do that, we have to have the desire to win, to be the best, or whatever. At the same time, we're often taught not to cling onto our attachments, which in this case perhaps is the desire to win or whichever it may be. So how do we balance that seemingly contradictory point of view? How can we win and not be attached? Or how can we have the desire to win and not be attached? A good question. Any suggestions? Uh, one, what's the suggestion? Uh, Thank you, Master. Uh, My humble suggestion is based on my experience. I played on a soccer team that went undefeated and unscored upon for 20 games in a season. We would go out and dominate our opponent, and at the end of every game, I'd feel totally bored. So I've experienced the balance where you just execute. You're not attached to the execution, but your body's trained and your mind is focused. And it's a pretty amazing and boring experience. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? How do you reconcile the desire to win and detach? Come on. You don't know? Ah, the abbess came. Maybe she, we should ask her. Ah, good timing. <laughs> Ask her again. <laughs> yeah? Please ask her again. You have me a perfect timing. It's a very tough question. Now I need some support. Venerable, today we're discussing reaching our own personal perfection being the best version of ourselves, and we're using the sports metaphor to do that. Potential. Potential. Uh, But in order to reach that potential, we have to want, we have to want the desire to to be the best, to win our match. Uh, At the same time, it is seemingly contradictory with the teaching that we ought to 
not have attachments. Because it seems to me that to want to win is to have that desire to win, which is an attachment. So how can it be that we have want to reach our full potential at the same time, not have that attachment? Seems very, very good. Good question. Why are you thinking about it? You need time to think, yes? We need to we let you warm up a little, settle in. How about uh, young, the young abbot? Would you like to say something, young abbot? Is he there? He's in work clothes. Go ahead. What do you think? How do you reconcile? He asks good questions. It's the second good question he asks. And you're lucky I'm still alive. We cannot hear Master Z. Okay, while the young abbot is uh, buying time, how about the old abbot? What do you think? You go reverse order, you see that? I, you know, usually the old, young, young, and then I, now I reverse the order so that they cannot get used to any kind of uh, uh, pattern. Old abbot, go ahead. Mà mình tập trung được cái cái tâm mình lúc mình làm cái việc đó đó không có bị sao lãng không bị scatter là là thiền bằng chứng là năm hai con 20 tuổi con bị ráp vào ạt mi thì bắn bắn xuống trường đó tranh vô địch cái khóa đó cũng một ngàn người thì tranh vô địch cái xâm dung ship của cái khóa đó thì người mỹ họ dạy là khi mình bắn đó, Mình, áo, mình nhắm nhắm vào mục tiêu, hít một hơi đầy, nhả ra phần nữa rồi nín hơi lại. Và bóp cái cò súng đó, để cái tâm không rồi không có mong chờ cái súng nó nổ. Thì con như bây giờ con hiểu cái đó là cái giây phút mà không mong chờ cái súng nổ đó, cái tâm trống đó, lúc đó là thiền rồi. Thì bắn gần như là bách thác, bách trúng. Người Mỹ hồi dạy rất hay nhưng mà mình không có để ý cái đó. Thì cái khóa đó là con vô địch cả, cả ngàn người con hạng nhất. Hai năm sau cũng gửi đi một khóa khác. Cũng tranh như vậy, áp dụng nguyên tắc đó. Thì mình thành công. Tức là giây phút mà mình rào cho con súng, không có mong cầu nó nổ. Excellent. Oh wow, this is so cool. Translation. And do a good job translating now. Don't screw it up. I'll try my best. I apologize. Master, back in the day, I was drafted into the army. So, and there was a shooting range championship uh, in my era. And the American taught us how to shoot properly. Uh, so, you look at the um, target and you breathe a long breath and you hold it and you keep your mind empty. Do not have expectation that the um, Master, what does it mean, Sumno? You're the translator. Why do you bother me? <laughs> so you pull the trigger. Don't have the expectation that the trigger will be pulled at that moment. Do not have expectation. So if you do that, whenever you shoot a hundred times, it will get into the target a hundred times. 
And at that time, at that period, I become a championship and two, I win the championship. And two years later, I also applied the same methods. And at that moment is that you have no expectation how the trigger was pulled. And that's it. You lost a key, couple of key points, but it's okay. They have to learn Vietnamese. I don't care. None of my business. <laughs> Why, well, you know, you, I'm too old to bother with small details. <laughs> it's an excellent example. Okay, young Abbott, what do you have to say to the question? Conveniently, we cannot hear. Sure. Hello, can you hear now, Master? Now, yes. Yes, I have the same experience um, with Master C. Um, when I was young, there were some, you know, some uh, kind of tin uh, wood stick that's uh, around my house, and I want to throw a rock to hit that wood stick. So at first shot, I just uh, focus and try to throw the rock, and it at the first hit, I hit the rock, hit the wood stick, like at the first shot. But at the second time, I want to do it again with the thought I want, I would really want to hit the second time. I could not do it. So I figure, oh, it's strange. But now, uh, referring back to that, I think because my mind, when I do it the second time, it, it had the thought that interfered with my uh, performance of throwing the truck, so it, it doesn't work. So I think, in general, if you want to achieve something, I have to let go of attachment first, then the chance to uh, get what you want is better. That's how you reconcile. Very good. How about the, the youngest one? So I was going to say that the attachment actually prevents you from reaching to your potential. The desire of wanting to get it is actually will obstruct your reaching to your fullest potential. So letting go of that attachment actually will help you reach to your potential. But wouldn't that be self-defeating? You don't, you don't want you let go of the attachment to be a champion, then what's the point in continuing? You're letting go of wanting it so much in that moment of competing. I can't retire yet. <laughs> Darn it. Dang it. I mean. <laughs> yes, one. Thank you, Master. We have a YouTube comment. Yes, please. And I'd like to express my sincere gratitude for our YouTube audience joining us today. Uh, from Emily. Emily comments, there's a saying where this applies, different strokes for different folks. It depends on how each of us would apply Chan for athletes, just meditating for their specific beneficial use. For those who are cultivating, then we don't need the competitive attachment. Okay. Anyone else? Yes, seven. I'd like to uh, piggyback on uh, 
Venerable Abbas's comments that that's necessary to break that firm importance in your mind of an attachment. So what I would say is just talk yourself out of it being an attachment. For the time being, you're, this particular passion that you're involved with is, is not an attachment, it's something else. It's something higher, and don't think of it as an attachment. Okay, okay. Uh, so fool yourself. Don't think of it as an attachment. That's what he says. G.I. Joe says. <laughs> yes, one. Hmm. You guys are so creative. You. <laughs> I'm not killing you. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> yes, one. Thank you, Master. For, uh, first, I'd like to express how profound to me uh, Master XC's explanation is. Uh, if, if I say it back correctly, uh, no. It's American technology. It's not Chinese. I mean, it's not Vietnamese. <laughs> possibly why. I not even Chan. I mean, geez. <laughs> but there's such simplicity to the approach of empty your mind, have no expectation, and execute. I mean, obviously, that's really hard to do, but just as an instruction, that shows to me the balance between uh, performing at a high level and not being attached to a trophy or a gold star. There you go. Okay. You have the potential to be a master with 500 disciples. <laughs> Anyone else? Excellent. Anyone? Is, you don't understand the process. That's why you cannot answer the question. First of all, you need to have the drive. You want to be a champion. You want to win. You want to contribute. We don't have, we're not talking about champions here. We're talking about simple daily life things like I want to have the inspiration to create and to produce at work. Yes? Anyone? It's not about just sports. It's your daily lives. This is what Chan is about. You have this desire, this urge to create, to produce, to achieve. Yes? Anyone? That's Chan right there. You call it ambition? It doesn't matter. Whatever you call it, it's you wish, your desire to do it. Right? We're driven by that. If your children have no desire, are not driven by desire, we can't teach them. There's no point. Forget about teaching them. Yeah. Oh, Master, I just wanted to last time make a point that Venerable Shinchu say, get your mind empty and have no expectation and just do it. I break it down for you. So, first of all, you need to have the desire, okay? Uh, it doesn't matter. Sports. Building a wall. 
Okay? So that's straight. Drawing a line. So it's straight. That's a desire. Yes? It's your daily life. It's normal. We want to produce. We want to help. We want to contribute. That's desire. Yes? That's being human. Okay? Now, next question is, how do I achieve it? Yes? For people like Anja Borg today, she was so upset. She says, I'm not hitting my, I'm missing my shots. I'm no good. I'm not good enough. She cannot let go of that thought. That's why she beat herself. It's not the opponent. She kept on missing. Because she beat herself. Very much like you. Very much like the soldiers who try to shoot at the things. I want to be a champion. I want to be a champion. Why? Because, because they're distracting themselves. When you're doing something and you have a thought, then you simply are distracting yourself. That's exactly what happened to the athletes, like to the woman today. She says, I want to be a champion, but guess what? I'm too short. I'm not running fast enough. The other woman is faster than me, stronger than me. So she says, what's the point in, in trying? You see the damage you're doing to yourself? I'm not good enough. And you can't stop it. She could not stop that thought. She beat herself up the whole time. Second set, she beat herself up. I watched her. I said, this is too painful for me. If she's my child disciple, I would have slapped her in the face. and said, you stupid, uh, something. Okay? So, you see my point? What he taught, the old abbot gave a very excellent example. So you want to have a goal here. You want to do something, okay? And when you're about to do that, what did, how did he succeed in doing it? The best way for him to do it, okay, is to blank his mind. When he blank his mind, he's very accurate. When people are, the problem is people have a problem blanking their minds. They say, oh, it would be nice if I could win today. My mom would be so happy. My wife would be so happy. We go and celebrate, and we drink some champagne. And, and you know what? I'm going to take a week off. You can't stop thinking about it. And this old abbot is not an ordinary person. When he was younger, now I don't know who he is nowadays, but when he's younger, he says, blank my mind, he could blank his mind. That's child meditation. You are being developed. You are developing the skills to blank your mind when you must. Ordinary people cannot. Ons Jabur today could not blank her mind. The mind says, I'm not good enough. She could not shut her own mind up. That's what you're being trained to do. Do you get it? That's child meditation training. There's no conflict. Just in order the best 
achieve it, blank your mind. At very moment, at that very moment, blank your mind. Develop the skills, blank your mind, boom, that's it. Where's the contradiction? No contradiction at all. Guess what? Time's up. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>